biohacking, performance, mastery, mindset, holistic health. This is a show about getting better every single day. I'm on a mission, guys, to help over a million people get healthy and lose weight. Why? Because when you lose weight and get healthy, you have higher self-esteem. You have more self-confidence. And that person goes out and crushes their goal and starts living the highest version of themselves. And then they have way more impact on the world. Let's go. Back with my good friend, Steve Vieira, for another random show, as I like to call it. Random health talk with my good friend, Steve Vieira. What's up, Steve? Hey, how you doing, Joel? You know what I just noticed? I was watching the uh, the, the, uh, the catchy, intro here. Catchy info? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I saw I was in it. Yeah. It was my back. You were putting the uh, <laughs> probes on me because I was like, oh, that's my tattoo. <laughs> that's, that's you. <laughs> okay. You made a cameo appearance. Yeah. Oh, man. That's awesome. I feel yeah. so happy now. <laughs> Uh, all right, man. So we were, we've got so many things to talk about. We we're going back and forth, but we were thinking what would be most practical for people and just giving them some crunchy health tactics, hearing what two different guys are doing. I just turned 40, you're 53 thriving by the way. Like what are some things that people can start doing? And we were thinking morning routines would be great. And then like supplement protocols or just routines. Like what are some big things that we're doing that we can share with people and that we think are working? And the neat thing I think about this conversation is that I'm sure our morning routines and supplement routines have changed vastly over the years. I mean, I know some of the things you were doing 10 years ago, I'm, I'm sure you're not doing the same things or maybe you're, you know, you come back and forth, right? So. Yeah, I have done this actually there's quite a few things i've been doing for you know like three decades and then there's stuff that i'm always picking up new stuff and uh i don't know if i discard things as as much as uh don't do them as much right you can't do everything all the time i mean we only have so many hours in a day and i could you know or else you would never get anything done besides better yourself which i guess wouldn't be horrible but yeah you know yeah Time, time is an issue. And then the, some things like what moves the needle the most, right? Um, all right. Well, let's talk about that, dude. So 30 years doing some of the same routines. What, what are they? What are, what are some of the big things that you think are really important and probably most people should be doing too? The big, you know, the, the, the things to keep doing are just after, it's, I guess it hasn't been 30 years for this, but just the joint mobility kind of stuff or the the, we'll call it mobility stuff to open yourself up and move your body in a bunch of different ways, which we talked about last episode. That has been a huge thing, especially in the last at least 20 years. The, the first 10 years when I was just in a bodybuilding, I didn't know so much about it, right? The, the information wasn't out there as, as it is now with the internet. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure if I knew about some, if I knew some gymnasts then or whatever, because they do a lot of prep work, I might have uh, maybe, you know, who knows where, what my attitude was back then. I was just mostly into let's get big and strong. And, you know, I ultimately yeah. paid the price in a way because one time when I was squatting, I uh, tore my quadricep muscle, right. all, all four heads, and it just ripped the whole entire thing. Uh, it was pretty, pretty shocking, of course, and I had to get it repaired. The doctor did a great job, and it took you know, a, a decent amount of time to rehab it. And it's come back pretty good. It still has a scar, and but it's not perfect because now when you overlap a muscle, the whole thing shifts and it's going to affect your hip and your and it's affecting my side. And of course, it went all the way up to my neck, and it took me a long time to, to go through all that. Um, so that's where the, the the joint mobility or the uh, has uh, the mobility itself has really 
uh, come into my morning or not even morning, my practice. Um, yeah, really quick on that. I think that's fascinating what you just said. You said a lot, and I think if anybody's listening to this, they're just going to glaze over that. You just said something really powerful and crazy. You said you have a quadriceps tear, but then you mentioned that this goes all the way up to your neck. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> now, I kind of know what you're talking about because there's this fascinating book that I think everybody should check out and read, and it's called – I don't know if you've heard of this. You probably have. Anatomy Trains. And – it's a great book. Essentially, though, what you will learn from this book is that everything from your down to like your big toe, there's there are train. And the reason it's called anatomy trains is because think of like train tracks, right? Well, there's lines in your body. There's train tracks. There's lines that go all the way from like your big toe all the way up to your back and like up to the back of your neck. Right. Like, and so sometimes we're like, oh, I have this neck issue or whatever. So I just got a massage this morning and then it keeps coming back, keep coming back. And so it's like, how, what if, how crazy is this? But what if it was something that had to do with your left big toe or, or something or your foot or ankle? And if you restored that, that would, that's, so when you said that, that's exactly what I thought about. But what, were, what, what, what did you mean? That's correct. Uh, Thank you. Good. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Correct. Yeah. Um, you know, the, well, like I said, it overlapped the muscle. You know, this is, took me time to figure out. I didn't know it right off the bat, like, oh, this is what's going to happen, of course. But it shrunk the muscle, and just because it, I, I feel it, it's really uh, caused my whole left side to, to become, well, at first kind of glued down. And just kept you a, me askew, I'd say. And it just took a long time of working, first off, working the... Um, you know, massaging, a lot of rolling on the muscles themselves to open that up and a lot of movement. And that's just, this I learned over time. It wasn't like the month after it was like, you know, it's been decades really. Right. And so I always think like, what if I didn't do that? Where could I be right now? Yeah. And we could always think like that. What if, but I I think from what my injury is to where I am now, it, I, 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 you know, I've, I've gone way further than most people. And, and that just, that's just kind of a good thing for my story because look, I tore a whole freaking my whole leg muscle and <laughs> I couldn't even, I was sitting there with my, on the, in the bed with my knee bent in the, in the hospital. And the doctor came over and said, try to ex doing a leg extension. And I was just like, Oh, my leg was just still bent like this. Right. Cause there's no muscle there yeah. to pull it out. So, uh, of course my, uh, biggest thing was, well, I would go to move again or bodybuild again. And it's like, he, well, probably, but it'd take about a year. I was 24 when this happened. So I was young. Luckily, I can imagine yeah. doing it at 54, right? Yep. Uh, um, so he said, probably. And, and I was back running within like six months. And that's, be, and that's I took, a, uh, yeah, I took a lot of that. I went to physical therapy and they had me riding a bike, you know, and that was good because it kind of just gave me my range of motion. And they massaged it, which it really needed. It was like a rock when it came out of a cast. It hurt so bad. It was mm -hmm. just like, you know, like like a wooden table. And after, I don't you know, maybe a month there, I was just like, these people. And I didn't know a whole lot at this time, as I do now. But I was like, these people, they aren't doing much for me. And it didn't cost me anything. I, I had medical insurance then. But I was just like, no, I, I'm done here. So I just went back to the gym. And I, I had a little brace. I had a little dial on the side so I can only go so far at one time. And. I progressed. I worked upper body, right? I'm not going to quit. And I used machines and then I progressed my leg and I got it to where I had to, you know, started running within, I think it was seven months. Sorry, mm. not six. 
There, there's also some interesting data or research too now that we know about like just scars too can actually end the skin, right? So like practitioners that do um, ISTEM or IASTM, um, that type of mobility work like ART that you are fam you're familiar with, I know, but like that myofascial release or taping, right? Like the neuro, the neuroprotective that your, even your skin has sends signals back to your brain that can tell your body to be in a protective state or not. And so that's why things like that KT tape people put on it. You think, oh, it's just tape, big deal. What is it doing? But it's sending a different signal to the brain just based on the skin. So even scarring afterwards, like an injury, can affect the, the perception that the brain has to that area. So it's really interesting, too, of how that can affect your recovery, right? Yeah, that's correct. I, not just that it was just when i got back to the gym i mean there's that of course what you're talking about the the stuff you don't your body knows but you aren't aware of but yeah. of course when i got back to the gym and started squatting again right that was uh, a mind kind of mess up right like oh Big man time. am i am i gonna rip this again what's gonna happen yep and it, it some people may not go back to doing their things i can understand that but you know i haven't gone back to heavy heavy squatting but i've gone i went back to squatting and lifting and everything works fine I just don't, you know, I'm not going to enter a squat competition, though, though I think I'd be okay with some of it, but I would never, you know, it's, it's at least 90%, if not better, stronger, you know, because when you build that scar tissue, it's very strong. Mm -hmm. um, but mentioning that, it kind of leads us to what we're going to talk about, the morning routine. The scar tissue itself, right, every time you cut yourself, you build scar tissue. And if every time you go for a surgery, the scar tissue, and of course, it the body kind of throws scar tissue at the injury as a big blob. And then as you're younger, because you have systemic enzymes and you, you these come and start whittling away the extra scar tissue. So it only has the, it leaves the amount that you need for what you have. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it clears a lot of it up, which is great. Uh, as we get older, these systemic enzymes stop being produced as much. And so the scar tissue doesn't really get uh, lysed away. And that becomes an issue with any any cut or any surgery because as soon as you make a cut, it, you have, you know, and especially depth down to the muscle, the scar tissue comes in and it'll start connecting the muscle and the skin and everything around it, and it all gets stuck. And that's why we do a lot of rolling or other uh, ART or other modalities to try to break it up, scraping. Yeah. And that kind of thing, say, as a hernia surgery, you you get a hernia surgery, which is, you know, where all your organs are. It gets cut, you, you, the scar tissue gets formed, and a lot, a lot of times people have hernia surgery, you have to have another surgery because the scar tissue starts wrapping around everything, maybe your organs and stuff, and they don't work as well. And especially as you're older, the, the, the systemic enzymes are not uh, being produced. And so you have, keep having re, new surgeries, which just brings more scar tissue. It's a, it's, a never, it's a kind of a cascading down loop, which is unfortunate. Mention that because first thing I do when I wake up is drink a big glass of water and I have systemic enzymes. You can purchase them. There's a lot of research behind them in, in Germany and in Japan. They, uh, they use them as, uh, you know, protocols for, uh, many of their medical, uh, issues. So where we don't use them in, you know, Western or in the United States, the, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know who's gone to the doctor and said, Hey, have you tried your systemic enzymes or have you tried these? Mm -hmm. Gr great point. Um, I messed around with systemic enzymes a long time ago. Actually, I think it might have been you because you had got me on uh, one of those. Doc I can't remember the guy's doctor, Dr. Wong or something like Dr. that. Dr. William Wong. Man. Excellent. I love the dude. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, he has the product Wobenzyme, which is actually gets uh, really good reviews and stuff. Um, but there's other systemic enzymes out there as well. I'm a big fan too. I, I, so you do the systemic enzymes in a fasted state. Cause from my understanding, that's the best way to, to get them in your body. Um, you, people can take systemic enzymes also when they're like eating meals to help break down food and digest food better. Um, but if you want to actually get with the effect you're talking about, from what I understand, the research shows, you need to do it in a fasted state? You know, is that what you're doing? Yes. The systemic enzymes are a system. They're their primary thing to go to lyse away proteins that are not needed. They have something called protein tagging. It's something in the body. The body knows what it needs, what it doesn't need. Because again, the body is, it's, is this an ultimate, you know, thing. And so it knows. So the systemic enzymes go in and protein tag and they take away what, what is not needed or lice away. They can lice away, you know, uh, stuff in the arteries or the, uh, the, um, you know, the stuff for hardening of the arteries. Yeah. Maybe some bumps you might have of just tissue. Those can maybe go away. There's been lots of stories of that. Uh, it just lice away a lot of things, but going back to what you said about the food, they can be, these are some of the same enzymes that are used to digest food, but, and, they're so powerful. You might have some left over. They will help digest food. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And you take them on an empty stomach. It would be optimum. You could take them with food, but it's going to lessen the systemic ability. Yeah. So, you know, and you can get a lot of, you know, enzymes are enzymes. So obviously eating a lot of uh, raw fruits and vegetables are a good way to keep your body full of en- enzymes anyways. And mm-hmm. those enzymes will do some of the same things, I believe such as going out and icing away protein if given, you know, if they don't have a function of, of um, helping digest your food, they can yeah. go do other things because everything's an enzyme, an enzyme process in the body, right? Yeah. Uh, co- uh, vitamins and our vitamins are just enzyme cofactors. So if you don't have enough vitamins, they're only there to, well, they're there to help the enzymes do their job. You have enzymes that do everything, any, you know, an enzyme to help, extend your finger to everything else enzymes are the huge thing in our body and so Mm. and then also for scar tissue i think some of the biggest ones that i know of too and i i'm assuming this isn't the systemic blend you take are you taking the wab enzyme no and just real quick uh, william wong dr william wong doesn't do he used to use wob enzyme he has his own essence which are you know if you read if you listen to uh, his podcasts what uh what really, uh, what, what can make, what can kill you or something like that. I forgot what it is. It's re- he goes way into, uh, detail. It's like an hour and a half podcast. I recommend it about how systemic enzymes work. And so he has his own zymescence. That's just supposedly stronger than, uh, Wobenzyme. Yeah. And you know, what somebody who does that much research and knows his stuff, I, I'd rather use his than Wobenzyme, but I mean, I'm not, you know, again, I don't, yeah. tell any, you're not affiliated with anybody. I don't I, promote I just, all this. I just, what yeah. I use. Yeah. I know, but natokinase and serapeptase, people can buy that on Amazon. Those are some popular ones. Everything you're talking about, great for scar tissue and, and helping eat away at some of that scar tissue and breaking some of that stuff down. So anybody, I would totally do that. If I had a, an injury like that or rolled an ankle or did anything, I would definitely fast a little bit more and then take that on a fast state to help with that healing process. I think that's a really, really good one. Exactly. And especially being older, because mm-hmm. we talked about you, you stop producing as much. Yeah. So I just take it all the time now. I mean, maybe if I was 20, I wouldn't, and maybe just if it, with an injury, because 
you know, uh, 20 and younger and stuff, you see how kids can twist their ankle and they could be back playing within, you know, minutes to hours because they have so many systemic enzymes to come in and, and, and do that, do its job where yeah. you or I, well, I, <laughs> you're, you're younger than me. If I had to twist my ankle, it could take weeks to heal. And in fact, I was kickboxing, uh, about a month and a half ago and I was kicked and where I rolled my big toe, you know, and it's just rolled and they kind of hurt then, but it, it lasted a month, just a little bit of pain there because it overstretched it and everything. Um, and I took my enzymes. So I can imagine if I didn't, I mean, my two months. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. I don't take systemic enzymes, but I, I, and it's, I think everything you're saying is awesome. Um, what I do do though, is similar to you, I do rehydrate in the morning. I do love my coffee, but I do make sure I get 20 to 30 ounces of water in the morning because I am a big fan of rehydrating the body. And um, I think, you know, when we're sleeping overnight and I know, again, I, I drink too much coffee. So I'm going to make sure that I'm hydrating my body early on. And what I do is... Um, I had liked to use like a nutritional powder or something like that, just kind of a shotgun effect of all my, my vitamins and minerals. Um, and that's going to help with some phase one detox of the liver. Um, and then I'm also, I will say what I like to add in my smoothie that I think is, is the new thing that I'm going to, and I think everybody should be on is fulvic minerals. So that's what I add And You're smiling. Are you doing fulvic mineral? I know. Well, you had told me about fulvic a long time ago when you mentioned shilajit. I don't know if you're still taking that, but I'd be curious. Um, yeah. So yeah, what do you think about? Uh, well, that's what that's what I'm doing, guys. So I'm just kind of sharing my routine. Uh, yes, I fulvic minerals, shilajit. Yes, I still use this. Uh, there's also a, a product that. Uh, oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. You know him, and I know him. The guy, the um, the glyphosate doctor. Talking about uh, iron biome. You're talking about Dr. Zach Bush. Zach Bush. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Too many, too many people out there. But yes, his biome. I, I, I use that. That's and full of fulvic minerals. It is. Yeah, it's mud. It's mud water. It is. Yeah. It's from my understanding. Is that that's what it is. And you could actually, you know, you could probably make that yourself. Go out to a place. Actually, dig down and you know, some place that's pretty clean. That's you know, out and kind of away from things. Dig down and actually get some dirt throw it in a bucket and come fill it with water and kind of just let that happen, you know, and then just kind of skim the water off the top. People will be like, what? That's crazy. But that's basically what the, the ion is, is just, it's mud water, but he gets it from someplace like Arizona deep down where there's a lot of been a lot of uh, fossils and everything kind of just get smooshed together. And that's where it comes from. And again, last time I, we talked about, we're just walking plants. We need dirt. We talked about, kids and eating cheese and playing in the dirt and getting it all dirty and eat we need it so there's yes to answer your question fulvic minerals i i take that i usually put some of that in my coffee uh just you know like you don't need much like a teaspoon a day i put it just to put in my coffee there's no taste to it it's just mud water um and it just kind of you know if you watch dr zach bush and his presentation who seems to be the number one guy about glyphosate and just how i mean how damaging that is to us. That, I mean, that's almost like, uh, <laughs> I remember, yeah. I, I think I'm not, don't quote me, but I think he said that it, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it could be almost like a human extinction thing. That's just how bad glyphosate yeah. has become in our environment and how it's passed down to, to other 
uh, generations, and this is through rat studies. You know, they had the, 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 the one rat who ate glyphosate, had babies. The second rat, the, its baby didn't eat it, but it had it in its blood. It had babies, so this is now grand rats of the rats, and they didn't eat any, and that had glyphosate in it. It's just, it's, it's, you know, it's become a very prevalent thing in our society, and it's not, it's, it's not good for us. <laughs> so yeah. you know anything to kind of protect that like a little chink of armor right that's all i'm just about about just little chinks of armor i mean we can't do everything but we could do what we can and at least we have a lot of products out there and a lot of information about this stuff and so i just i try to do i try to do a little bit of that so the fulvic minerals yes yeah huge so fulvic i'll tell you just my story with fulvic and i've been preaching this a lot lately i interviewed dr stephanie seneff who is a world like she is the renowned expert other than Zach Bush when it comes to glyphosate research. She's out of MIT. She's a senior researcher and uh, man, she knows her stuff. And I learned about glyphosate originally from Zach Bush. I thought, yeah, it's a problem. Now from what I've learned in just the last year, I think it, I underestimated what glyphosate was. I think it is a very, very dangerous substance. And when the, people are like, Oh, should I eat organic or not? And I was under the camp of like, well, I mean, whatever i mean you know obviously we know it's better but like i'm not going to worry that too much i would definitely eat organic honestly i mean i get it and I, I know it costs more um if you have to you know buy your buy if you have to do anything to make sure your meat is organic over i guess the veggies is probably a better solution if you're trying to cut corners but glyphosate is a huge huge problem and her book uh, toxic legacy goes into the details on it i mean it's just crazy the enzymatic expressions that it does to the body, it destroys gut bacteria, gut integrity. So you have leaky gut. It destroys glycine so that glycine cannot bond, which means if you can't get glycine, now we're thinking what everyone thinks about glycine, they think of collagen. Well, yes, you're right. Collagen synthesis, you mean that means your connective tissue is going to be brittle and weak because it can't bond correctly. That amino acid cannot be made. I mean, uh, then you look at gut integrity and what that's doing with autism. Well, guess what? There's a really nice graph showing an uptick in autism and when glyphosate was introduced. And um, sure, we can't always say correlation and causation. And I mentioned that on the podcast to Dr. Seneff. And she goes, Joel, this is an MIT researcher. She goes, that's what they will tell you. That's what they want you to say. But she goes, let me tell you something. That is the first clue. She's like, we don't always, yeah, maybe you can't always rule it out. But that's the first thing you have to at least look at and at least say, hey, we might have something, right? So I love that she said that. But these fulvic minerals, why I'm so bullish on them, they create ATP in the cells. At a cellular level, they are giving you ATP. They're giving you energy. They help remove glyphosate from the body. So I think that's great. And it also helps with the candida yeast and, and keeping that candida uh, yeast um, overgrowth kind of suppressed. So I'm a big, big believer. I think everybody should be on a fulvic mineral supplement. I've got a couple that I like, but uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, I agree. The uh, and you don't need much, right? It's just yeah, it's like a little dropper. I just put some drops in my water, ten ten drops daily, or sometimes I do the whole little you know dropper full. But yeah, the bottle has like 472 drops in it. So like <laughs> I have a small bottle. You, can, I mean, and a lot of them are like that. So you can get the ion biome too. Um, I like Carolyn Allen. I just interviewed her. She's got beam mineral. She's got this like, like kind of jug that you, you pour a capful in, like just like ion biome. Um, so yeah, I think either, either work. Yeah. Really. If you want to try to make your own, right. I mean, I'm serious about that. People are like, uh, we talked about it last time. If I travel, I'll... the big thing for people making on their own though, is the glyphosate. 
you can't guarantee that you're not in an area where there's no glyphosate. I mean, and glyphosate is being spread in the air. So even if a farm, and that's the big thing with organic too, right? You could have an organic farm and then a glyphosate sprayed Roundup weed killing farm right next to it and it sprays over. Now you're getting that, you're not organic anymore. You're more organic, but you're getting glyphosate in your, your crop still. So I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't think people can do your suggestion unless they live well, in an area on a hit on a mountain or something. Yeah. There's, there is that, right? You can't <laughs> yeah. just go next door out in your garden. Maybe, I don't know, but maybe the one thing I do know is the body giving its nutrients can overwhelm or over protect itself from poisons. Right. I know we have a lot of strong toxins in our environment, but again, the body's a pretty magnificent thing. If it gets all the th stuff it needs, even in small quantities, it could, it's, that just creates a shield of armor that could protect against everything. Right. And we yeah. have the glyphosate, we have EMFs, we have so much to worry about and, yep. we, and it could drive somebody mad <laughs> or crazy just thinking about it all. Right. And you can't, you, you gotta just take the little things and see what, hopefully what will um, help you. Right. And again, here I am. 53 i do a lot of these little things and i haven't really had any uh bad effects i don't think i mean i'm still doing everything i did when i was in my 20s yeah you're thriving that's, yeah yeah and so that's that's what i know and of course this research is going to keep going on in 10 years 63 we'll see where i'm at 73 you know and and go but for the listeners now unless they follow us for the next 10 20 years right it's something they might want to start looking into and just thinking about yeah and real quick when you mentioned glycine the book, The Longevity Paradox. I'm sorry, I don't remember the author. But Dr. Gundry. Book. There you go. I knew you'd That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, his big, you know, I read books and, you know, you don't pick up everything. I don't know. I don't, right? Yeah. But if you can get a couple good things or listen to a podcast, get a couple good things, I think it's great. And one of the big things I got from him was uh, the extra, taking extra glycine in your diet, mm. specifically for that, because we don't get much, as much glycine, especially from a lot of, if we eat a lot of meat foods that the extra glycine actually also uh, inhibits mTOR, which hmm. we don't always want to be growing, right? We've you've talked about that, I think, in the past, that it, that's your anabolic that helps you uh, grow, but we don't want to always be in a state of growing. We want to, uh, you know, we want to combat that. We want, uh, so the glycine will help uh, bring that down. And of course, it helps also, since it's leaching, uh, glyphosate is leaching glycine in the gut, taking glycine like just a little bit with meals especially that you think you have glyphosate so any breads you eat or i mean what is it bread corn i mean soybeans i don't eat soybeans but if you happen Everything. to eat yeah. soybeans that has their very big gmo product so yeah those are you know you want to take that i take it in most of my shakes uh or most of my most of the time i eat i try to take it i won't take it generally after i work out that's my anabolic shake and you know if it if it does suppress mTOR a little bit i don't want it i mean at that point i want to have the growth yeah so, you know i want to be a little technical about it and i, I dig that kind of stuff so but taking glycine. it all the time when it's bad yeah no glycine's great uh i use glycine for a while great for sleep um promoting sleep and also great a great additional as a sweetener right it's, oh, it's, it very sweet. A, it's very sweet and you can use it to sweeten stuff guys so it's a great thing to add into smoothies and add into stuff if you're like you said i think uh, in general we could probably say in general probably most people are glycine deficient and um 
I think it also, yeah, again, it has, it, it, it balances the neurotransmitters uh, as well with like uh, ga- uh, glutamate and glutamate is very excitatory. I think glycine kind of brings more of that, I, I believe if that's what I remember. So that's why it helps. It can help with sleep. So it's uh, uh, like maybe just 10 grams of it. Just two teaspoons is a, a great growth hormone releaser. I mean, ah. hundreds of percent. So not just you take it at night, the last thing before your bed, before bed, right? It may, it may help you sleep. Hopefully you get that growth hormone increase, which is just, you know, repairing the body, which we would be great. Uh, great. Yep. And we're doing great for you know fat loss and repairing the body. Yeah. I learned that from Dr. Michael Colgan and his research back in the nineties about individual amino acids. And so I've, you know, I, I've done that off and on since then. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm already looking. You and I, I'm going to just stop saying that we're doing 20-minute episodes. We might as well just go do full-blown 40-minute talks. But I have to run in like five minutes. So uh, what? any other big ideas that you would say? We didn't even really get into too much. But people should definitely get fulvic minerals. They should definitely hydrate and have some kind of joint mobility practice uh, and avoid glyphosate. Uh, what, but what else? Any, anything else? Any, any big, big light bulb ideas that people should walk away with? One of the things I picked up, two of the things I picked up since uh, the 90s, so we're talking about three decades, is the, the uh, importance of vitamin C in our diets, right? Hmm. Just what every, everything vitamin C can do for us. And so basically since the 90s, so the last 30 years, I've pretty much every day taken two plus grams of vitamin C nearly daily. Um, it protects, it's just, it's like, I'll just call that a big chink of armor for your body. Uh, it's, uh, it's. You know, it's a wonderful antioxidant and it does so much for the body. We can't just say one or two. I mean, it's just, it covers so many things. And if you follow uh, Doris Lowe, I don't know if you've heard of her. She's, she's really a big researcher into melatonin and vitamin C. And those are, uh, vitamin C seems to be, seems that it could be one of the things that could help us from, uh, protect us from EMF, you know, mm-hmm. the, the non-native EMF, should I say which is a, becoming a big deal. The Wi-Fi routers, the full three, four, five G. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole, you know, I, if people don't know about it. And a lot of people don't, cause I talk to a lot of people and they have no clue. They should probably start looking into it. Vitamin C looks because it bifurcates. So when the signal comes in, this is kind of my understanding. It kind of hits, we'll say the vitamin C molecule and alters it. Mm. So it will alter what the damage it could do to your, your cells. Yeah. And that's just one thing, vitamin C. It, and this is what I learned in the last, you know, five years for vitamin C. But the previous 25 years, I've used it. And it's, you know, I've done so many things. I can't say vitamin C has done this for me, but it's just. Steve, I, when's the last time you've been sick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you even remember? Nope. I mean, some, exactly. you know, a couple, like a day or two, I might feel a little down, as we all are, because sickness yeah. is a detox, basically. And we take too many toxins. Yeah. Even I, right? I, I, people think, oh, Steve, you know, he, he's nothing but healthy. But you know, I eat ice cream. I love ice cream. I eat sweets. I eat all that stuff. I don't. I'm not perfect, and I want to live life like anybody. But yeah. I just, I'm aware of also what I'm putting in because I want this armor stuff I call, so I can do everything else. Yeah, you're and more resilient. Not, you're more bulletproof, right? Correct. And that's what it's about. Just you know, staying the course the whole time, and and and. Uh, surviving and, 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 and enjoying yourself. Yeah. 
I don't take vitamin C. I do take a multi that has vitamin C in it. Uh, but then again, I, I was sick last uh, this May. So, you know, maybe. Uh, but I hadn't been sick in like many, many years. But uh, I did get sick for a week. Um, so well, maybe there maybe there it is. I did, wasn't taking my vitamin C. Well, there's that. I mean, eating vitamin C foods would be better, right? Because it, I like the foods because everything is, you know, works together. And I get it. But you just can't get enough unless you're eating, you know, tons of oranges or camu camu powder or whatever yeah um, so basic ascorbic acid is very beneficial it's very inexpensive of course now you can look into well where's that come from it's sourced from corn and it comes from gmo so you want to try yeah. to look for john gmo ascorbic acid it's out there yeah. you yeah. just got to do a little homework and once you find what which you, which vitamin c do you take then so people can find it i'm just using now now the now brand it's yeah. pretty inexpensive they're supposedly non-gmo now, uh, tried and true, trusted brand, very cheap too. So yeah, yeah, and so okay. vitamin C is an inexpensive, very because we don't make vitamin C, so we need to bring it in, and 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 we need to. And if you listen to Doris Lowe, and I, you know, you can look her up on Facebook, brilliant researcher. We need gram amounts. We can't just eat an orange and say I got my vitamin C today. I mean, that's helpful, but you need gram amounts, and sometimes they say up to ten grams, and then you have Doctor Linus Pauling who supposedly cured a lot of cancer back in the day with with intravenous high dose vitamin c yep so and won a Nobel peace prize back in the 1970s i believe so yes he must have known something hey <laughs> try vitamin c there's your there's your tip for the day try vitamin good c thing, uh good thing fauci wasn't a wasn't there maybe he would have been censored linus Pauling. um okay yeah sorry for that uh threw a little jab at fauci um anything else any any other last uh any other last ones <laughs> uh, one other thing I've been using for the last 30 years, and I got this from Dr. Colgan and just the, uh, the benefits of it. And again, it's, it's multi. You can't, I did, a lot of these things are just because the body's a complex thing. You can't just, it doesn't, one thing doesn't just, just do one thing, right? Yeah. Uh, olive oil. <laughs> I've been, <laughs> we'll say drinking olive oil for the last 30 years near daily. Yeah. That's so funny. I always credit you. You're the one who got me in the olive oil bandwagon. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I don't. No, I, put in my, I put it in my shakes every day. There you, you go. It's a good, uh, it doesn't have a lot of the uh, polyunsaturated fats, right? That's not, that's starting to look like it's not the best for us. Um, it doesn't have saturated fats. It has uh, the, the, the C9s or whatever they, the, the mono. Uh, yeah, the monosaturated, right? And Olive oil, things. though, like it's funny. I'm, I'm really curious to hear what you're going to say because Dave Asprey is always like, don't have olive oil. It's high in omega 6. And uh, I know what he's saying, but I kind of feel like then you have Dr. Gundry, the longevity paradox, who r loves olive oil because it's got a, especially a molecule in there. It starts with an H, like hydroxy something, super, super powerful, antioxidant, polyphenol, does so many things. And so Dave Asprey, I've even heard them talk about it. He goes, yeah, that's why I don't drink it. I just take that supplement. But, uh, you know, um, I think there's something to be said with the real foods and stuff. And I think, again, if you can just find that balance of omega-6 to omega-9, an omega three. I, I honestly, I think you're going to be fine. So it's all about you know what you're doing. But yeah, I'm curious to hear what you say. Yeah, the uh, the olive oil. I've been taking again. Here I am. I, all I got to <laughs> say is I'm living proof, right? I haven't gone off the wagon. I haven't gone to the hospital for any major things. I mean, I've only the last time I went to the hospital was for that leg injury, which that was uh, the only time I needed because that after staying in the hospital for a few days, I knew I never wanded to go back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, a horrible sure. feeling and everything they know, the nutritionists and hospitals, they, I'm not 
put a, a thing against nutritionists, anybody who listen, listens to this, but uh, uh, that being my first experience of what nutrition was, right, the, the, what they're trying to feed me. I was, I was at the hospital uh, recently, Steve, and one of the things I walked away uh, with from there is, wow, everybody here is a pillar of sickness. Everybody here is sick. I walked away with that realization. I never noticed that in the past. But like people don't go to the hospital to get – it's not a wellness center. People aren't vibrant. They're not living. They're not enjoying. People are scared. They're fearful, and it is depressing in there, and it is a place of sick people. And I thought, wow, that is – that's just – that's what it shouldn't be. I, I agree. But this was just what they were feeding me as a patient, which, you know, obviously goes along with everything you said, I guess. It, well, you know, jello and, you know, <laughs> and turkey yep. and mashed potatoes. I, yep. I mean, I, I, I could do better and I did better than that back then. So, uh, yeah, even back then, you knew. Yeah. Yeah. So the olive oil, I, it's been a staple. I understand there's some, you know, maybe a little high in omega sixes, but everything else I do, I think I balance it out. And again, yep. I, I, I mean, I've taken several tablespoons to a quarter cup or more a, a day. And, you know, again, everybody needs to go do their own research. But uh, it's it's uh, I'm, I'm doing OK. <laughs> that's your that's your argument. I'm trying to find the longevity book behind me. I, I just that. saw it and I can't find it. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look up that exact Dr. Gundry uh, molecule that we were talking about with olive oil. If I can find it here. Uh, I'll bring it up, but um, yep, the longevity paradox and another book, the uh, the plant paradox, right? Those are yeah. excellent books. Yeah, if you want to know about you know the problem with plants and lecithins and all that stuff, there's a lot of information out there. We just got to research, and you got to have you know you got to want to. You got to want to. You got to want. You got to take responsibility for yourself for sure. You can't push off responsibility such as the hospitals and the doctors because, like you said, they're. <laughs> They're not always the pillar of, you know, positive. If you want to be sick, go to the hospital. That's all I got to say. All right, my friend. Um, amazing stuff, uh, as always. Um, again, we didn't even get anywhere. We went 37 minutes just talking about olive oil. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got to run. I got to jump on a call with some with some clients today. Um Till next time. This was great, though. I, I love all of the. I, I love again the blend school, the the old the blend of old school and new school, and just how it all ties in. So thank you again, and uh, tune in next week where we dive deep on another random health talk. Oh yeah, man! Keep going. <laughs> all right, all right I appreciate it. Thanks, man. You take thanks, care, brother.